Up next is Pete's Ponderings on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Pete's Ponderings is a selection of Pete's candid commentary on everyday issues for Kiwis, taken from his show, Afternoons. Listen to the live broadcast of Peter Williams' Afternoon Show at 1pm, Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays, right here on RCR, Reality Check Radio. In the next three hours, some great music and comment on the issues of our times. Some of your correspondence too, and i tell you what, there was a truckload of it in response to my interview last week with uh, Gisborne doctor Lee Willoughby. Also today, a few thoughts on why we all need to get a sense of humour and why people should stop apologising for innocent remarks. Also, how the woke ideologues have come up with a new criteria for school principals and... Shock horror, how Wanaka is reeling at the prospect of a fast food outlet. It is the end of civilization as we know it. Yes, McDonald's. McDonald's is coming to Wanaka, providing the development-friendly local council gives them the consent to build and to operate. What's more, though, it will be the first building many people will see as they come into this gem of a tourist town on either State Highway 6 from Christchurch and Dunedin or Highway 84 from the West Coast. Uh, The intersection you see at the foot of Mount Iron is being made safer with a roundabout, but at the same time a significant commercial area is being developed there underneath the mountain uh, with McDonald's planning to be part of it. Now, you know, one of the great joys of living in this region is that it is McDonald's free. Yes, the nearest Golden Arches uh, from where I live are in Queenstown, an hour's drive away. Alexandra, Cromwell and Wanaka have all resisted the urge to inflict a Big Mac on their population. Funnily enough, uh, you hardly ever see a fat kid or a fat adult, for that matter, around these places. I wonder if that is just a coincidence. Wanaka especially has been staunch in its opposition. Even before the population surge of the last five years, the activism to keep McDonald's and their ilk out of town was, was most visible. I remember signing a petition as a holiday home owner in Wanaka around about 2011. That was organised by BIFF, BIF, Ban International Fast Foods. The petition asked the Queenstown Lakes Council and the Wanaka Community Board to keep the likes of Maccas out of town until 2020. That's mostly worked, although Subway are on the waterfront and Domino's are up towards the top of the main Ardmore Street. But the imminent arrival of McDonald's is already a step too far for many locals. A petition opposing the plan had attracted 450 signatures within 24 hours of being launched. And as the petition organiser Sarah Morrison wrote, quote, as a community that prides itself on health, wellness and its beautiful natural environment, McDonald's goes against all of our core community values. This international fast food giant responsible for mass distribution of unhealthy food to an increasingly obese population and its extensive food waste and pollution does not belong in our beautiful home, unquote. To which you can only say... Amen. The only encouraging news from a district council likely to shepherd through the planning applications 
is that the application will be publicly notified, meaning there can be objections from the public. And I reckon uh, they can expect plenty. You know, Wanaka has severe growing pains, but it can do without a junk food palace at its main entrance. You're listening to Pete's Ponderings on RCR, Reality Check Radio. I said I would share some of the correspondence uh, we've had regarding the Lee Willoughby interview from a week ago. This is from Lisa or Lisa. Uh, What a story from Lee. I could really feel in her voice the emotion of the situation. I think we cannot imagine the pressure and all the engulfing nature of the propaganda facing these health professionals. It's not to excuse them, but it does make some parts of what happened make more sense. In any case, I wanted to write in to commend Lee on her bravery in speaking up, and I do hope she is now doing well. I hope we will hear more from her as she had a lot more to say. Indeed, I'm sure we will talk to Lee at some stage in the future. Now, if you missed the interview from last week, it is still available online and on the RCR website. Lee Willoughby, former head of anaesthesia at Gisborne Hospital, uh, took the COVID vaccination and had a sore arm almost immediately, uh, almost immediately, but then suffered a quite severe reaction. She thought she was going to die. Luckily, she has recovered. Uh, she is no longer working as an anaesthetist. She's still living in the Gisborne area, working in functional medicine now. So that's the backstory to Lee Willoughby. More correspondence about it. Uh, Peter, wow, what an interesting, revealing and sad interview I have just listened to with your guest this afternoon. Her courage in speaking up is so appreciated. Uh, From Anne, she writes, For Dr. Lee, thank you, Dr. Lee, for standing up and sharing your story. We pray that it will inspire more doctors and other health professionals to come forward. And thank you to uh, Peter for continuing to provide a platform for these stories to be told. That is not a problem. Uh, This from Sally Dutton. She says, uh, Dear Peter, I'm Roy Dutton's daughter, if you remember. Sally, I do remember Roy very well. Uh, He was a lovely man. Uh, He was the president of what was then known as the Olympic and Commonwealth Games Association. These days we call it the New Zealand Olympic Committee. Uh, A very fine sports administrator who sadly passed away uh, back in the mid-90s, I seem to remember. Anyway, Sally continues to write, The work that you are doing now is probably the most important of your life. Thank you for your courage. I'm listening to your Lee Willoughby interview. I am a mandated out, non-registered and gladly unvaccinated with the latest offerings chiropractor. I am hoping that you have been introduced to the work of Dr. David Martin as he reveals the historical lead-up to what we are facing now. Best wishes to you. Thank you, Sally. Yes, I have uh, read about David Martin. And who knows, with the announcement of uh, a new government this afternoon, there may well be something in there for those of us who are very keen to have a proper inquiry into the COVID response. So we await uh, the announcement of that new government and just exactly what their plans are. And finally, uh, Chris writes, a heartbreaking story. So sad to hear what has happened to this amazing doctor. The vaccine is a medical train wreck that has crashed through New Zealand. I am so grateful I did not take this so-called vaccine, nor did my wife and kids. 
Thank you for that, Chris. This is uh, Reality Check Radio, uh, your correspondent's most welcome inbox at realitycheck.radio, or you can send a text to 2057. Check out our brand new RCR Foundation Members Club. Go to realitycheck.radio slash members and join now. Now, if the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Trade is making moves to reduce or eliminate Toreo in correspondence because the MFAT bosses believe the new government will want that, uh, the same attitudes have certainly not infiltrated the Ministry of Education. In fact, uh, judging by the recently published Aotearoa New Zealand Principal Eligibility Criteria, this numerically bulging but educationally failing ministry is doubling down. The abolition of this extraordinary document, the Principal Eligibility Criteria, in fact, should be one of the first tasks the new Minister of Education instructs his or her bureaucrats to do. Now, the eligibility criteria leaves no room for doubt as to what type of people the ministry want appointed to lead our schools. The document states that school boards must make sure anyone they appoint as a principal meets these criteria and the eligibility criteria is a requirement of the 2020 Education and Training Act. The most staggering thing about this criteria, though, is that nowhere is there any mention of an appointed principal being required to improve or maintain education standards and attendance rates. And in an age where standards and numeracy and literacy are tumbling towards the bottom of the OECD, and where only 47% of students go to school regularly, the Ministry of Education is fixated to the point of obsession on criteria that parents in our multicultural society uh, must be at the very least confused about. Uh, the Ministry immediately discriminates against the 95% of us who don't speak to Rayo because, you see, the eligibility criteria has four Po, P-O-U. That's what the document says. There is no translation. I looked it up. Uh, po means pole, or I suppose pillar. So the four po are po tangata, po ako, po tikanga Māori, and po mahi. Those are the headline topics for each pillar of the criteria. Helpfully, three of them are translated as leader of people, leader of vision for learning, and leader of operations. Po Tikanga Māori has no English translation except to say that a principle will bring Te Tiriti o Waitangi to life as the founding document of a bicultural Aotearoa New Zealand, unquote. This pillar then says a principle must, quote, prioritise biculturalism through resourcing and funding and show commitment to understanding the impact of colonisation on education in Aotearoa, unquote. Now, I hope that means the arrival of Europeans in the 19th century introduced the very concept of education to this country, whereby a trading economy could be developed and whereby everybody learned to read, write and count, and therefore we became an affluent first world nation. Uh, but I doubt that is what's intended. Now, on the same day as I read this document, my local paper, the Otago Daily Times, featured a story about a primary school principal at Myros Bush near Invercargill. 
Now, I know the area pretty well because I used to live there. My, my father was principal at the then nearby Kennington School about 60 years ago when I was a kid. The principal, Jamin Litza, and I think that's how you pronounce his name, maybe Yaman Litza, who by the looks of the accompanying photograph looks to be in his mid-30s, he's leaving not just Myros Bush and Southland, but also New Zealand as he goes to head up a school in Brisbane. He's leaving, though, with a few parting shots about the state of his profession. He said, Being a teacher or principal was a privilege, but it was not seen as an aspirational position. Too many challenges with too few successes were leading to teachers experiencing burnout, he said. Now, he's been at Myris Bush eight years, and the school, with 185 students, had a high attendance rate because of its great physical environment, as well as a positive emotional environment. Frankly, he sounds like the kind of primary school principal this country could do with plenty more of. Yaman Leitz's replacement, though, will have to meet the eligibility criteria as outlined above. A good luck to the Myros Bush School Board negotiating the four po as they search for a new principal. Or maybe, maybe the new Minister of Education will act quickly and allow them to appoint someone who will ensure the kids at Myros Bush have a happy school life and learn to read, write and count to the best of their ability. Our text machine is now live. Send us your thoughts by texting your message to 2057. That's 2057. So get in touch with us now. Peter Williams from One O'Clock on RCR, Reality Check Radio. This has been the Peter Williams Afternoon Show for a Friday here on RCR. Have a very good weekend. I look forward to talking with you again next Friday. Any correspondence to inbox at Reality Check Radio, or you can text me at 2057, or find us on Facebook. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to Pete's Ponderings on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Remember, you can catch Pete's full show combining smooth sounds and candid commentary on everyday issues for Kiwis and the Peter Williams Afternoon Show on our live broadcasts, 1pm, Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays, right here on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Check out our brand new RCR Foundation Members Club. Go to realitycheck.radio slash members and join now.